friends. Welcome back to an episode of Be Here for a While. Today's episode of Be Here for a While is brought to you by ZipRecruiter Pros. Oh, awesome hair products. God, especially for my flat hair. All I needed was some volume and they gave it to me. And uh, Rothy's shoes, the most comfortable shoes you'll ever own. You'll hear more about it later. Also, ZipRecruiter is awesome. If you're trying to hire, you know, I'm not hiring anyone, but ZipRecruiter will help you hire for free. I'll tell you about it later. Um, before we get to the podcast, I'm super excited about, did a ton of research for, so I'm really excited about it. Um, uh, I want to give you my show dates. And also, thank you guys for whoever uh, whoever came to Denver Thank you so much. It was so awesome meeting you guys. That just happened last week. It was just a blast. Like everyone that came was so fun, so supportive. I uh, got to uh, perform at the Oxford Hotel in Denver, my, one of my favorite hotels. It was just such a blast and so fun meeting you guys afterwards. And, you know, um, so I did stand up. Then Kristen Doty and I did a live podcast, which is a blast. And then we brought Blake from Bachelor Nation up on stage. And then we brought Bachelorette not associated with the TV show, but it was her actual bachelorette party, Kathleen. And she told a hilarious story. And then Blake, Kristen, I, and Kathleen played Never Have I Ever. Listen, I knew it was a dork, but God damn it. It's really gets thrown in your face when you're playing with people that know how to live. Um, I was like, I've never done any of that. <sighs> Guys, 2020 is the year of living for Rachel O'Brien. I don't I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but it's going to be wild. I'm taking my top off tonight. I'm going to go out and take my top off. I don't know. Maybe. Probably not. I'm in pajamas already. But uh, <laughs> I had so much fun and um, hope you guys can make it if you're near the Detroit area. Um, that's February 19th. Again, it's going to be me doing stand up, and then uh, Kristen Doty and I will do a live podcast. Hopefully we'll have another surprise guest there and maybe we'll get to n- bring another VIP um, ticket holder up on stage to tell a fun dating story and play games with us. Um, and then we have, same me and Kristen too, uh, Long Island, March 28th, and then Boston, March 29th. And you can get all the tickets at rachelobriancomedy.com backslash shows. The website's a little weird. I had someone tell me they didn't realize if you scroll, like you have to scroll up after you hit shows. And then it, like they will appear and then the ticket link will take you there. But hope to hang out with you guys. It's just, Kat, thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast too. I love you. Thank you for continually messaging me uh, words of encouragement. And, you know, if you ever need anything, hell, reach out. I want to, I'm here for you. So uh, you can DM me on Rachel, uh, on Instagram at Rachel, R-I-C-H-A-E-L-N-O-B-R-I-E-N. Reads like Rachel Nobrian. Okay. So... My podcast today, so, um, gosh, I hope you guys aren't um, only coming to this podcast for, uh, I don't know, like Bravo interviews or just straight comedy stuff. And uh, I, I mean, besides like weird, funny stories I've told on here, like I've never really gravitated towards just having it be like all comedy all the time. Like, I know that's my job, but like, I just find so many different people to be interesting and so many stories to be interesting. And I like stopped myself recently and I was like I don't even listen to podcasts where it's just kind of like basic fluff and there's nothing wrong with that it's just like I was like why am I not doing the content that I listen to and the stuff that I care about that I'm trying to learn so it's not always going to be like this like I'm sure next week I don't know what guest I have next week but I'm sure next week it will be uh you know maybe more pop culture lighthearted but I I became really fascinated with the fact that I I knew what happened sort of with the Epstein case, but until I just started deep diving it, um, 
and it happened here's why how i started deep diving it so um this podcast whom i mentioned a bunch on here and i'll give you credit to them shortly um the prince and the pervert podcast started following me on instagram i was like what a catchy name and so i clicked on it i was like oh that's interesting it's about um prince andrew and jeff epstein and uh so i started listening to it and i was like why did i not know all of these ins and outs of this case like what and then i binged the entire podcast and i was like i need to do a podcast about this and so then i continued to listen to three other pretty much um one of them not as much but like the entire series on it and then just deep diving into articles i bought a book about all this stuff so I just was like, ah, that's fascinating to me. And I, I didn't, it's actually, you're, you're going to hear from my guest too, Deanna Spear. She's adorable. She's been on my podcast before. Um, and I, I had her on as a guest so we could simultaneously tell, um, like she's going to do the British perspective, like what, you know, her, the whole Prince Andrew Royal family perspective of this, because that's where she's from. And then I'm going to tell all the stuff that I've researched about Epstein that I really didn't know. Um, and so I hope you guys get something out of it because honestly, like, even if one person, and Deanna said this well on the podcast, even if one person learns something about, you know, uh, child like sexual grooming or sex trafficking or how to protect yourself or what to look for in these people, uh, I hey, it's worth it for me. So, um, yeah, so we we begin the podcast. Um, it's, it's like the first half is Epstein. The second half is Prince Andrew. We go through the hair, that's a, the name of the scientist, a psycho, psychopathy checklist and go through like what the characteristics of Epstein and, you know, you can't not hear the this checklist and not think of people in your life and be like, are they? Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I just think it's really important. I hope you guys uh, get a lot out of it. And uh, first we're going to start with a clip from um, one of Epstein's and the whole you know, sex trafficking ring, uh, uh, victims. I have to say alleged victims because, but I, I believe her. I mean, you had, you can't not believe like it takes so much for someone to come forward with, um, their sexual abuse. It's, there's a lot of shame associated. So you can't, you know, you can never discount it. And I who would anyways at this point, but anyways, uh, so She's so brave to have come forward with this. She she got herself out. Her story's awesome. But just a quick clip from um, one of the victims and one of the girls coming forward to, to fight this case, uh, Virginia Roberts. And then after that, it will be me and my guest, Deanna Aspear. Hope you enjoy. I was a baby stuck in a world where grown-ups were allowed to do whatever they wanted. And I was lost. It's such a shiny, glossy world, that one, full of celebrities and wealth. But beneath, it's nothing like that, it seems. Money should not be able to buy you the power to get away with hurting people. And it's not normal. I don't care how rich you are. You have the privilege of being wealthy, great, fantastic. Do something great about it. Do something good with your money. I mean, how evil do people have to be to just let that happen? I don't understand it. You know, Epstein's wealth was so vast. You know, the fact that he had this fleet of planes. We've heard a lot about the Lolita Express. Mm -hmm. What happened on the Lolita Express? Everything that happened on the Lolita Express and his other planes was the same thing that happened in his bedrooms and the massage rooms, on the beach, wherever we were. The abuse did not stop because we're in the air. 95% of the time, 
it was, there was always sex involved. Jeffrey couldn't take a two-hour flight without having to ejaculate. Like, that's how sick this man was. How did you live every day? I mean, how did you, I mean, how did you get on board that plane? How did you live knowing you're going off to New York or to the island or to wherever you were about to be trafficked to? I mean, you must have been a ball of dread and anxiety. I was. I was, I was horrified. I was sad. I was angry. I was disgusted. I, w- I was a shell. And- Deanna Spear. Rachel O'Brien. Did I say your last name right? <laughs> you did. Not that... I mean, it's not that hard. But I think you've also always said it right. Really? You're kind of like one of the only people. I've accidentally called you Diana a few times, though. It happens, and I can see why, because my name is spelled Diana. Yeah. Which, funny enough, we're going to talk about the royal I was going to say, were you named after Lady Di? Actually, I was named after my mom's best friend, Diane. Oh, okay. And then my four-year-old sister had the brilliant idea to be like, Diana. And then I was like, no, my name's Deanna. Thank you very much. Deanna. I like it. Thank you. Better than Diane. D- Diane, or, but in French, Diane. Okay. Diane. Okay, fair. Diane makes sense. Diana, I'm really, I'm, I'm not down. Okay. I, I, you know what I mean? Diana, I'm not down. Okay. I'm glad we've cleared that up so everyone knows. Yeah. P- <laughs> please, can everyone make sure they never call me Diana? If you call me Diana, you're not a good friend or a real friend or someone that I'm around a lot. I was literally about ready to just <laughs> say that I think Jack accidentally called you Diana the other night. I was like, it's Diana. Can we at least pretend? Can we, can you pretend that you're my good friend? <laughs> no. You, we she, are good friends. No, we, we do Bachelor Mondays yeah, together. Okay, so um, this episode is definitely going to... Um, and the reason why I asked Deanna to do it is uh, she can give uh, a British perspective on this. And... Uh, it's gonna, so this episode's going to have obviously sensitive subject matter. Uh, and again, I know this is supposed to be a comedy podcast, but listen, I find it so many things to be, uh, you know, important to talk about that it doesn't always have to be, you know, jokes. Comedy is not always necessary. Yeah, it's As not. we've seen on The Bachelor, it doesn't always land. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. I don't even know why I keep talking about The Bachelor. Because it's, it. it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Because uh, Des Moines is the champagne capital of the world. And if you didn't know that, then... <laughs> then you clearly don't watch The Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah. What was the disclaimer you wanted to give real quick? I wanted to give a quick disclaimer because I never actually cover topics like this one. Mm-hmm. I am informed. I read the news. Basic, you know, just like everyone. I don't go deep mm-hmm. into the research. I'm very knowledgeable on pop culture. I will discuss, give my opinion, share my opinion, mm-hmm. critique anything pop culture. This is something that I'm not used to doing, so I'm a little bit nervous going into yeah. this. But at the same time, I'm one to avoid the sensitive subjects on my podcast. Mm-hmm. And for once, I'm actually coming here to not avoid it and talk about it because, as we said, it's fascinating but horrifying at the same yeah. time. And, you know, you were interested. You did the research. Mm-hmm. I g- lived in the UK for many years, so... Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, you know? and to be perfectly honest, like I only recently have started covering like controversial topics or um, sensitive topics. Yeah, because I found myself like the podcasts I were listening, I was listening to were ones covering this kind of stuff. Where I'm like, well, this is what I'm interested in right now. Like, I can't. Right. I mean, I like your podcast for sure, but the ones where it's just like people babbling about dumb stuff, I'm like, I can't. I feel like I'm getting dumber. Like, I yeah. I and want that's to, what like, I do. I babble about no, dumb stuff. Don't. No, but I do. I give. I share my perspective, which is not always dumb, mm-hmm. but I talk about dumb stuff. And I'm one to very much avoid these topics. I 
like the fluff. I like to forget about all the bad stuff yeah. in the world by covering just fluff. But you know what? Well, I like to torture myself apparently. But I used to only talk about like fluff stuff. So it's not like I'm not saying I'm better than the, like because I'm researching things now. It's just like I just it's kind time of, to grow up. Yeah, I just kind of <laughs> found felt this pull towards like like because it's I don't yeah that's what I listen to it's what I'm interested in and this specific subject is uh very I mean it's sensitive for everyone but like it it's something I want to do something about so right we're going to cover it's time to grow up yeah it's time to it. grow up that's what I <laughs> that's what I think yeah so we are covering the uh Epstein Prince Andrew that whole thing um, can I do fun. another disclaimer yeah if you disagree with our opinions Please let us know in a very friendly way not, why not on a review on the podcast, please. No, not on send the fucking us, reviews. Yeah, send us a note. Send us a note. I, actually, I want to hear other people's opinions. Yeah, we're opinions open to the conversation. It is. There, I've been researching this for. I mean, only two weeks straight. So I guess that's not that much. But like, I've been researching for one day. So like, <laughs> please cut me some slack. Yeah, but like it's you could research this for an entire year and still find out new stuff. And it's hard to figure out like what's true, what's not true. But like. We're go- we're doing the best we can. On we're it. doing the best we can, so we're open to the discussion. Yeah, give us info that maybe we didn't know. Yeah, if we're just uninformed, misinformed, let us know. Yeah, not in the reviews. Yeah, DM us. DM us uh, on Instagram at Rachel N O'Brien R E C H A E L N O B R I E N. I'm very off brand right now, being so like sweet and like careful, but like you know what, it has to be done. Well, I feel like we have to, and we have to. Can't because it's also like listen. We're not trying to get in trouble by like accusing anyone of anything. Like we are, this is all what the, our opinion, what we've allegedly, we, you know. Which typically I would want to do, but in this case, no, my friends. Yeah, yeah. No. Okay, so so I basically gave uh, Deanna the task of informing me, like from her perspective, the British perspective, like what she might think is going on. But before we get into that, um, I'm going to, well, we're going to start with the Epstein stuff. Yeah. Okay. You've done so much research. I'm excited to find out what you, you know, you read about this. Well, first of all, I can't believe that this guy got away with this type of behavior for so long. long. And so many victims, like mm-hmm. hundreds. Actually, this is how I'm going to start it because I thought, I think this is really important. Here's the... the so if you guys are unaware about who Epstein is and what he's done and what we're about to talk about... Give us the background. Uh, yeah. And trigger warning, it, it does involve uh, uh, sexual abuse of children. Uh, and it is important to say... Explicit content. S- uh, yeah. And it is important to say sexual abuse of children because oftentimes when this was being reported on, they were calling them underage women. They're not women of any... They're they were girls. Children. Young girls. Yes. Yes. So the podcast I listened to to do a lot of the research, plus just, you know, talking to... I also connected with the the women that do the Prince and the Pervert podcast. Uh, this really cute Australian ladies. Um, and then they've sent me some articles and stuff. So the research I've done is from listening to mostly podcasts, but also reading uh, articles. And I'll do my best to uh, give the sources of those. Uh, I should probably say the podcast because basically I took all their uh, hard work and melded it into my own story. Did the um, Cliff Notes version of that. Yeah. Uh, Prince and the Pervert podcast. Follow them. They're awesome. Real Crime Profile. This one I found very interesting. It, so it goes in tandem to the other Wondery podcast of uh, the Mysterious Mr. Epstein. But they kind of recap what the Mysteri- Mysterious Mr. Epstein, Epstein does. And these are um, the former FBI. Uh, what is it? What is his job? Former FBI guy. Uh, who worked in like sex crimes. Uh, there's a, a British woman, forget what she, maybe she worked at Scotland Yard and also like inf- does like some criminal profiling. 
and uh, another woman who uh, is the cast director for Criminal Minds. Oh, and also the other uh, the guy is also a writer. So um, these producer. are people in like involved in the investigation. Not in the invest, but they 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 work in, in the field. They work in the field, so it's really interesting to hear them say like, "No, this is there was such an like obstruction of justice and all this stuff." So because there's so many things that go behind, you know, the politics of even you know researching police interrogating, and so mm-hmm. they kind of try to shed light on how that works yeah. and what could be constructed or not. It's a new year, and it's a perfect opportunity to take your business to the next level by hiring the right people. But finding qualified candidates can be challenging. But ZipRecruiter.com slash be here makes it easy. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't just stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ziprecruiter.com slash be here. That's ziprecruiter.com slash be here. That's Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R.com slash B-E-H-E-R-E, ziprecruiter.com slash be here. ZipRecruiter, smartest way to hire. So um, on their podcast, they did something really interesting. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, the hair psychopathy checklist. So it was a scientist that came up with a checklist of 20 questions um, that basically... I've heard of this, um, make someone qualify as like a a sex offender or... No, no, no. It's a... Well, I mean, sometimes they are, but sometimes not. It's... um, uh, basically they, he came up with a test to figure out if you could actually test if someone's like a psychopath or sociopath. A psychopath yeah. Some of those get, uh, you know, they're interchangeable. So, hold so on, it's kind me... of a checklist of whether someone could be a sociopath, yeah. psychopath or not. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for people out there who are confused, it's like a Buzzfeed quiz that is trying to tell you which Disney princess you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, way more heavy. Except for like heavier stuff. So the standard screening test for potential psychopaths is the hair psychopathy checklist. In the test, a clinician interviews a potential sociopath and scores them on 20 criteria such as promiscuous sexual behavior or impulsivity. And you can rank it from zero to two. Zero is like doesn't apply to them. One uh, applies somewhat. Two um, uh, uh, definitely applies. And the scores are some to create a rank from zero to 40. And anyone who scores 30 and above is probably a psycho. So... I would like to take that test. You're, you're not a psycho. <laughs> um, and they say anywhere from like 3% to 30% of people are psychopaths. But I think it's like, uh, oh, I'm sorry, 3% and 21% of CEOs are probably psychopaths. Um, wow. But the normal population, see the background rate of psychopathy in the normal population is about 1%. Okay. According to this, who knows? Um, Very interesting about the CEO thing. I've read that before. There's like, and there's certain professions where, and they were saying even on this though, like there is, if you're only ranking on a few of these, they can be good things. Like they can be like, that is someone that makes like a good leader. But if you're ranking like, so they go, so on this podcast, they go through what Jeff, they believe Jeffrey Epstein to be. And I couldn't agree with them more. So do you want to go through them? But so, yeah, I would love to go through them. But the person who carried out that research about the CEOs, the hypothesis was 
CEOs have to be psychopaths. No, only a certain amount of <laughs> a certain amount. But like yeah, but the they, hypothesis. But, yeah, but they, they were basically. He was also just uh, also saying like, you know, it it requires some like personality traits to be able to actually be yeah. like a successful CEO. Yeah, but it yeah. doesn't mean you're like um, a criminal psychopath. It just no, there's a big difference. Yeah, like I actually think I know I, I know people that aren't like criminal but i can i can tell that they don't feel emotion the same way as other people 100 i know so, i know a bunch of psychopaths here really? in la i, I do too well Not criminal oh i'm well i mean we do live in la and there's it does attract a lot of that very true um okay so here we go so a, uh, an excessive glibness or superficial charm so in every single every single interview so well and to this, be able to lure people in that way you mm-hmm. have to be somewhat charismatic oh absolutely and way before uh he ended up uh being accused or whatever of being a child sex offender articles way back in the day or have like bill Clinton, his whole career yeah, but like bill Clinton would be like he's one of the smartest guys i know he's so charismatic now obviously he's gonna be like oh i don't, never even liked the guy but like Right. But I mean, people, I mean, even, even well, apparently he's, he faked his whole career, didn't he? Oh, yeah. He was like, he basically used his charisma to like be a faux teacher and a faux. Yeah. Like, uh, so he could be around young school girls, allegedly. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know if that's fact, but I did hear that. Yeah. No, he did. He, uh, I don't think he had the credentials to teach math at Dalton or whatever it was. But, uh, but I think he also knew that teaching at such a high level school with rich and powerful people's kids there, he, that was how he was going to get in to get to know the rich and powerful because he grew up, um, very average in like Brooklyn and right his parents were I, I can't remember but just like, I think you know basic workers so he like it's strategy I hope that's somewhere in the quiz oh yeah oh it is for sure okay so um but even so but even the people like the people that were trying to out him for these problems even they are like he's very charming like it's it's so it's not even just like a it's not it's kind of just an overall like objective thing people feel about him so it's very funny because I'm so annoying. I keep relating to pop culture stuff, but there's a bunch of people that you see on reality TV that do fucked up things and they're like always forgiven because they're just charismatic. Yeah. But it's also, you're, and there's, there's going to be some in here where you're going to realize like, oh, that is that personality type where they can then kind of flip it on you. And once we get into Ghislaine Maxwell, and I think it's funny on the Prince and the Pervert, they call her his pimp. The she pimp. Really, the she pimp, really was. They call it. Pimp. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she, uh, she had a very specific way of um, when she was being interrogated and interviewed, she did a tactic that I, I've, I've actually known in people before where they don't answer the question. They kind of allude, but they kind of talk over you and talk about something totally different. And so then the person interviewing them, it kind of loses track of what the question even was. Right. It's yeah. Interesting tactics. We're not trying to teach you how to be a psychopath, by the way. Okay. A grandiose sense of self-worth. Clearly, he he was going to make a he wanted to make a baby ranch where he um, he thought that he wanted to, like, uh, start a new race with his sperm. Yeah, that's I mean, allegedly. Um, he also uh, was going to say one of the other things he had talked about doing was um, cryogenically freezing his uh, brain and his penis so he could, like, have immortality. But like, those are the two things that were like. OK. Yeah. That's that's like very frightening to me. Yeah. Those are things I did not get into. Yeah. Well, and so basically the uh, the criminal profile show basically ranks him like as a two on most all of these things. And I couldn't agree more. Um, do you have an excess excess need for stimulation or proneness to boredom? Clearly. Yeah. He had to be massaged three times a day that led to sexual activity. And, he, and his said nipples that. had to be played with. Really? 
Did you not hear that? No, I did not. The one thing that he like liked the most was massage and um, having his nipple played with like very hard. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. That and, was his thing. And Ghislaine said he needed at least three orgasms a day. It was a spiritual like mental health thing for him. Okay. Okay. Really? You need him? Yeah. You need, and you need young girls on rotation? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, are you a pathological liar? Yes. Clearly. Of course he was a pathological <laughs> liar. Yeah. Um, are you conning or manipulative yes he was able to get the guy less uh is it wes lexler or Les wexler the guy that owned victoria's secret whatever he basically jeffrey epson convinced that guy to give him his mansion in new york city the big and the biggest the biggest house basically in new york city yeah yeah he was able to like well not that just you know convincing these girls to like do oh, all the horrible things oh, he did to them. Yeah, but they're, but the, here's the difference, though. It comes out in Here, all they're, different they're, forms. They're children, and they're frightened. They don't have the mental... They, they don't, it's not decision-making. They don't have that skill. The fact that he was able to manipulate grown adults, too... I know, but you know when you're... A, and, and this is not me like trying to blame anyone, but you know when you're um, uh, a young child, the first thing that your parents say, like, don't talk to a stranger, don't go to yeah. a stranger's home. There has to be some kind of manipulation to make them feel safe enough to be able to be well, like oh yeah i'll go into his house and like meet with him for my career like no he, but he also preyed on people that needed money young girls so manipulation yeah he preyed on he preyed on specifically like gillane would choose out these girls that came from very like yes. um uh oftentimes some of them were homeless some homeless of the you yeah. know very very uh, uh how do you call it and, and he, blanking and background he, very yeah. what background um, just underprivileged, be, underprivileged uh, background. Yeah, and they're thinking because so Palm Beach and West Palm Beach are two very different places. Palm Beach is the richest, you know. Yeah, and West Palm zip Beach code is, yeah. is is pretty it's the opposite. Yeah. Yes, and so and he was luring them, saying, and what, and he was having other teenage girls get their friends to come over, and they would just say like, "Hey, all you have to do is just give this guy a massage, a massage. and you'll get three hundred yeah. bucks." By the way, and so also when he was caught, he was like. He basically he was like, I, I need, I just, I'm really passionate about massages. Cool. Then go to a licensed massage therapist. Why do you need a 14 year old girl to do it? She's not even trained. A hundred percent. Like you weirdo. Okay. So, um, when you're passionate about massages, go to the right place. Yeah, go to you a, have all the means yeah, to you, go to the world's best massager. Yeah, you don't need like, <laughs> like bye. Yeah. Um, do you display a lack of remorse or guilt? Yeah, obviously, obviously. especially because he put all his money into a, a trust right before he died so that the victims wouldn't get anything. But there is a loophole on that that I figured out when I listened to one of these podcasts. Because his money was perhaps acquired illegally, That's, then the state, that may be why he did that. The government can seize it. No, but they might be able to seize it and get it to these girls quicker. Because the other thing he did is he put his money in the Virgin Islands, and I guess their legal system is like it could take 20 years for just a very basic case to get done because there's just not a lot of lawyers that's just not how they do things there they're just like whatever right so it, it was all intentional see rachel's way more journalist than i am at well, this I'm point just, i've just been listening to so no because no, you're gonna you're gonna te- i didn't know the, all the british stuff i know i know but this is like i read about him and these are all like little details that i did not see online yeah like there's so many theories i know and they, and and again m- many of them 
uh, could be theories. I, I, but I'm not ta- talking about the girls. It is so hard to come forward about sexual abuse. There's so much shame yeah, in it. Yeah, you can't discredit these the girls. Are, these girls yeah. aren't lying. No, they're not yeah. fucking lying. Yeah, it's kind of like it reminds me of that Netflix show, Don't Fuck with Cats. Mm-hmm. I haven't like, seen it. Is it scary? It's really good and really scary. But it just goes to show that once you start researching in these like taboo, not super spoken about topics. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, it is highly covered by the press, but mm-hmm. there's all these little details that like. They make you go crazy. Yeah. It's like, it makes you go crazy. For sure. And I'm sure like... When you want answers. Yeah. And I think like at least... I feel like most of the podcasts I listened to, they were... I'm sure they're way more researched than my two weeks of, you know, of research. And my one day, yeah. And my research consisted of basically just listening to what they were saying. Um, but they're also experts in the field. Yeah. And the the, the host of the, the male on the um, real crime profile, he was sexually abused as a kid. So he's not... He's also speaking from a place of you knowledge, know, em- knowledge and experience. And yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Do you have a shallow affect? Psychopaths show a lack of emotions when emotional reaction is appropriate. And I've, Holy fuck. I've read about this when people that, that are like this, and I think they were saying it about with Epstein, they'll watch how other people emotionally react to things and they just try to mimic it. So they like, because they don't know how, they don't have normal emotions. They don't like, know how to react to emotions. Yeah. So they mimic like the gestures and the mannerisms. Yeah. yeah. And to him, these, these poor girls were as disposable if he was throwing away like a water bottle or something. Like he, the way he reacted was he, he didn't care. Yeah. Um, the other thing uh, that they, that they said, shallow affect also, he, he just wasn't very deep. So they said he knew uh, a little bit about a lot, but if he couldn't, like if he was at a dinner with like the scientist and like he couldn't uh, totally join in on the conversation on the subject he would go but what does it have to do with pussy i guess that was his line he would always say like no way swear you know what's really funny it's not actually funny but you know what's actually very interesting that Mm -hmm. i noticed so you know he has like a very big contact list of these very powerful men Mm -hmm. every single one of those guys that he was friends with that were very powerful have all done something or said something that was very derogatory towards women mm-hmm. in the press. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure people have said that before, but this is just something I just oh, yeah. came to conclusion. Like, like it's Bill not- Clinton and like the mistress and like Trump and the way he speaks about women and yeah. stuff like that. And like, that's... Yeah, this isn't us just making this up. They've already been doing this stuff in the past. Like, I know, but it's crazy that, you know, now that you're reading this list, I'm realizing all of his friends Mm -hmm. that were very powerful have all been outspoken about, you know, they're very condescending. Yeah. um, The very condescending things they have said, you know, referring to women. Yeah. That seem to be... No, I don't know. I can't say all of them because I don't know who all his friends were, but they seem to be very insensitive towards, you know, the things that they will publicly say mm-hmm. about women. Because I think they've gotten away with it for so long. They're they're cocky at this point. And I think that that's like when you're rewarded for, I mean, they're being rewarded. Like they're high level, they're some of the richest people in the world. Like, yeah. So they're they almost glorified yeah. at this point. They don't care. And they yeah. think they can, they can buy people off. One of the other interesting quotes that was uh, said when he got arrested or whatever, and they just kept like denying him all, all this, his special privileges this most recent time. Yes. And uh, and he obviously had all these privileges, like yeah. crazy considering and, what he's done. Oh, yeah. And like a fucking joke. The, the, the first time he went to prison, he was allowed to leave for 16 hours a day. He just had to sleep there. Yeah. 
He oh. could go to work. He could take meetings. Yeah. See people. I didn't know prison so, like, works that way. I thought, you're still a danger to society. You can hold meetings in your office. So he left his... But you sleep in prison. Yeah. He left... Like, so you get free rent? Like, what is that? Yeah, exactly. Like, what? He was able to go back to his mansion because he he put all these cops and stuff on salary. So they would... They'd allow him to do it. Um, one of the interesting things when he w- was finally this last time arrested and he kept trying to, to see if he could get some special privileges in the attorney general or... I don't know, prosecutor, I don't know, judge, I don't know, um, said, uh, like, th- like there's, no, there's no one left to pay. Like, you, you're not getting out of this. There's no one left to pay. Don't you think it's really funny? It's crazy. Uh, okay, so number eight, are you callous or do you lack empathy? Yeah, of course. Clearly. Yeah, I mean, do you have a parasitic lifestyle? Psychopaths prefer not to work for a living. They feel it is easier to take stuff from other people. You got that guy's mansion. He's taking these girls' like, childhoods. Um He's probably like, I don't, yeah. It's so funny um, going through this list because d- d- don't you do that? Doesn't your brain do that? That you relay these things to people that yeah, you know? Yeah, you're just like, oh my God, do I know? Yeah. Do I know a psychopath? Oh, that's all I've been thinking about the entire time I've been doing this. Like, like it's like it's really going ch- to anyone out, to anyone out there who's still single. Yeah. Seriously. Forget that list when you go on a date or not well, because no, you want to know. Be kind of aware of it. Be kind of aware. Yeah. But don't let it ruin everything. Yeah, no, don't be paranoid. The percentage of people that are like this it is fairly low. Granted, I do think we have a higher percentage in, in Los LA. Angeles where people think like they're entitled to everything. But okay, 10. Do you have poor behavioral controls? Obviously. Clearly. Uh, like, well, b- with regards to him, we're just laughing about all these. Yeah, it's, it's like so it's obvious. Like obvious. 11. Do you have a history of promiscuous sexual behavior? Do we even need to say that one? No comment needed. <laughs> Number 12. Do you have a history of early, early behavioral problems? Um, I, I didn't look into I that. I didn't see anything on that. So maybe he, maybe that one doesn't apply. Who knows? I mean, there's always another side to a story. And I, I personally, I'm not making excuses for anyone, but mm-hmm. I always believe that someone with really really horrible behavior it must come from something yeah I I think for the most part yeah for the most part I don't know about him for sure yeah I think I don't know but it's not an excuse especially I'm not making an excuse let's say for example we've all gone through shit no one's like about for example you know he he was abused as a child well there's a lot of people that were abused as children that don't go on to become sexual predators there are loads yeah so you know and um, we're not making excuses for him, but you know, kind of they're saying every bully has been a bully. Yeah. Um, it's It happens a lot. I Maybe think, not I with think, him though. I think his version of feeling bullied was that he he felt entitled to be among the rich and elite. He felt entitled to get women all the time. And so like, I think he can rationalize in his head that like things were unfair. So I'll take what I can get. Exactly. And a lot of people feel that way. Maybe not to that extreme, but a lot of people, you know, will ruin other people's lives to, to get to where they want to be at in life. 100%. Um, do you lack realistic long-term goals? Psychopaths prefer crazy schemes over life or career goals. Yeah, this was a crazy scheme. I mean... Uh, 14, are you overly impulsive? Clearly. I mean, yeah. <laughs> These are all just obvious for him. Do you have a high level of irresponsibility? Psychopaths aren't big on doing the right thing. I mean, see, it's like it's like eye roll worthy for him. Yeah. Do you fail to accept responsibility for your own actions? When you're a psycho, it's always someone else's fault. You make them, you make yourself sound like a victim. And he totally has done that many times. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I'm not saying anything because I'm just fascinated by these. Number 17, we're almost done. Sorry. Have you had many short-term marital relationships? Psychopaths have an inability to commit or to repeatedly betray long-term. Yeah, he was never. I mean, he kept probably Ghislaine around because she was, was his, his pimp. Friend. She was his pimp. Yeah. <laughs> 
Do you have a history of juvenile delinquency? I don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't look into that. It said psychopaths start young, but it is possible. Uh, they do say like most um, uh, pedophiles, uh, they it, they knew they they knew early on that they were attracted to uh, younger women. Yeah, and. Yeah, so probably he did start, that's very interesting because I've never I've never actually asked myself that question. Like, are pedophiles do they become that way, or are you like kind of born that way? Um, there's a lot of the research I've done is it's yeah, it's I don't I don't want to speak on that, but yeah, I think so. I think that it's no, the research that you've done has said that, but you yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nineteen. Have you ever experienced a revocation of conditional release? Even when psychopaths catch a break, like being let out of prison on probation, they tend to screw up. Yeah, he was doing it. He wasn't even properly in prison. Yeah. So like, yeah. Do you display- to be able to screw up more? Yeah. No, he was probably still doing it when he was in prison. Yeah. Do you display criminal versatility? Psychopaths differ from normal criminals because they don't really care which type of laws they break. They'll break any of them under the right circumstances. I believe that's true of him too because he he acquired his money by starting a money-making scheme. And and the guy that he did this money-making scheme thing with, that guy went to prison for 14 years. Jeffrey Epstein didn't... At he all. didn't even go... I don't even no think he was on trial for, Yeah, it's crazy. So, okay. So that's some of the backstory on like what type of person he was, but... But just, again, do we know him? No, but do things seem to, you know, add up? Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so do you know how uh, originally this whole second round of all this stuff started? No. So um, a girl, a 14-year-old girl, um, not a young woman, a child, um, was got in a schoolyard fight with another girl. The girl called her like a whore or something. And it, and then the, so the girl ended up like the, getting taken to the principal's office and they were like, why do you have $300 in your bag? So then she had to tell her parents like this, I went and I gave a massage to this old man and then he touched me, but she left there sobbing like this is so, so but she never came forward because it's obviously she had you know shame so she told her parents that um and then this whole thing kind of started the second time around right um is she the one what's her name is she the one not that- virginia roberts That's- okay I, I i saw interview i saw virginia interviews yeah so i we're not um all these women have come forward and named them i'm not gonna name anyone that or refer to anyone that hasn't Come yeah, yeah virginia roberts has come forward she was the one within the photo with prince andrew which you'll get into yes um but like i mean even like back in i think it was like 2001 when did um maria farmer who was uh sexually assaulted by both uh epstein and Ghislaine, uh-huh. she came forward a long time ago and the fbi basically hung up on her right um, and, uh, uh, Epstein also, uh, tried to sexually assault her little sister. Uh-huh. Um, and th- this was all just people, the government brushed it under the rug or whatever. Yeah. The system just failed them completely. Yeah. Probably because, I mean, there's evidence that he's definitely connected to, uh, he's, he's had so many, had money. They say, I read that he also was using all his, you know, very powerful connections mm-hmm. to justify his behavior towards these girls. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I know everyone, I know these people. And to kind of, cause you know how it's like when you meet someone, you, yeah. you feel better about them when you know that they're either friends with one of your friends oh, or yeah. friends with someone that's like famous, oh, they, they for said example. That, that was part of the grooming. That yeah. He, when you first, when these young girls would first walk into his house, it was his way of, now, so making them feel like say you can trust so, me these people trust me yeah so on the wall he would have like erotic naked photos to normalize yeah. that and then next to that would be like a photo of him and the pope or him and bill clinton so these girls 
it was supposed to like to normalize it normalize it like oh i guess if he's friends with bill clinton like then i guess this is normal i don't know if he's friends with bill clinton he can be trusted and also Mm -hmm. did you hear about the fact that he had like breast implants in his bathtub to like play with them no that is so weird the girls in the podcast that is creepy um i I don't know if it was implants or like you know these silicone Uh like these yeah water-filled like kind of boobs to like play with when he was in the in the bath god he was just so sexually deviant like it's i know it just that kind of shit just scares me okay so i just discovered a life-changing hair company shampoo conditioner hair mask didn't know i needed one of those that has transformed my hair so i really struggle with body my hair even if i let it air dry it will dry stick straight and like a little stringy whatever and so i'm always like and i think that's kind of why like okay if it's like if i put too much conditioner in it's bad but like pros gave me all the hair help i needed because most hair product companies don't actually get you that's because a lot of brands generalize the hair needs which is why i switched to pros pros makes truly personalized shampoo and conditioners pros knows there's more to you than just your hair type pros has given over 1 million consultations with their in-depth hair questionnaire which is how i got started okay so I thought this was pretty crazy. They take into care into account your hair texture, which is kind of obvious. Your zip code. I was like, West Hollywood. And they were like, probably lots of pollution there. I'm like, no. Yes, obviously. <laughs> your eating habits, your damage level. Yes, it's been bleached many times. Exercise, hair goals. And with their algorithm and over 50 billion formula combinations, pros determined a unique blend of ingredients to treat my exact concerns. It, it was mind blowing. And guess what? I took this quiz while I was getting my hair done by a very fancy salon in Beverly Hills, I was like, have you heard of pros? And she was like, I've heard of it. I've seen it on Instagram, but I didn't know what it was about. And I was showing her all the questions they asked on the questionnaire. And she was like, that's what I'm going to start using in my salon. Like, that's amazing. So if you're not hundred percent positive pros is the best hair care you've had, they'll take the products back. No questions asked, but honestly, you, you're, you're going to have like your best hair ever. I don't have a bad hair day when I use pros and pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Get a free consultation and 20% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash be here. That's P R O S E.com slash be here for a free consultation and 20% off. You're going to have good hair days all of 2020 now. Oh, he had prosthetic breaths in the bathtub to play with. <laughs> and he Does that wanted- even work? Like, does that really get you off? It's plastic. What I do don't you- know. It's really strange. It's so weird. He wanted new fresh young faces every day. Oh my God. So his his thing was like he wanted someone fresh all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, his thing was like pulling his nipples in an aggressive way. And the way that he would do it is, um, this is what I heard in some of the interviews that you know, it would start with a massage. And then by the time he actually had intercourse with them, they were too afraid to like cry or say anything. Cause it wasn't like a it ha- rape. It happened so fast. It wasn't like in an alleyway, like someone ripped the, yeah. their clothes off. It was very like, he groomed them yeah. to do that. And, and they're then, scared at that point because they're like, at that point, and a lot of times they house. were, a lot of times they were like, Oh, this, this rich British socialite lady told me it was okay. Or my friend brought me here and like, what the hell like yeah they normalized it for yeah. them well that and then poor he Mar- would Mar- oh god i'm gonna say one more thing that poor maria farmer who tried to and the fbi like hung up on her they they wouldn't le- let her leave the house there was a cop because he had hired cops to like manage this one house and they literally held her hostage there 
For how long? Mm, like maybe 24 hours after the sexual assault happened. And then she had to call her dad and her dad, who she was kind of estranged from, had to drive in from Kentucky because she was staying at this house in Ohio, I think. that. Shit. Yeah. Anyways, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt No, you. no, that's fine. And then so and then once that was done, mm-hmm. he would kind of like give them a tap on the back and be like, bye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it basically uh, would threaten these girls if they ever... I mean, actually, Ghislaine would do a lot of the threatening. She was kind of the bookkeeper, pimp organizer, and he was just there to well, like... And she also sexually molested these girls, too. She was involved. They say that Ghislaine was so um, was really in love with Epstein, so she would do anything to please him. And yeah. she was raised by... Do you know who her dad is? No. Her dad is uh, was a, a British like media mogul type thing. And he also... There was rumors that he uh, also groomed had- young girls... And and he died very mysteriously too. He either killed himself uh, or was killed, j- or was killed by jumping off his yacht or something, or someone pushed right. him. And I don't know. So that's a whole weird. And it's really weird because going into um, Prince Andrew, he was mm-hmm. very friendly with Epstein's wife. Re- oh, really? Okay. So well, it was never his wife. No, 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 girlfriend. No, 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 no. Actually, he said he was very friendly with his girlfriend. Yeah. I think it was like his girlfriend for a period of time and then they would just, Jeff Epstein would just call her a best friend and I guess Ghislaine, according to some of her friends that have spoken to the media, I guess she, she was very under his spell. Although I think that she is an absolute, she is totally in the wrong for all this too, but I guess she was very much like, she... You think she was manipulated into it as well? I think... You don't know. No, I think she was also a manipulator herself, but I think her um, her reason for doing it was for him. For him, yes, but that doesn't make it any better. No, it all. doesn't make it better. Yeah, she uh, and also like he was really well known that um, Epstein liked his women like thin, probably to resemble like a young child. Yeah, yeah. And I guess one of uh, Ghislaine's friends asked her like how, like How do you stay so thin? And she goes, Well, I just didn't eat. So yeah, okay. Very so I think people. Uh, oh, the only other interesting things I kind of want to share, and I might we may have to cover more of this later, but uh, the lo, what the press of the Lolita Express, the plane that would take him from place to place, um, that Bill Clinton was constantly on. All of these like you powerful, know, powerful people. Um, they, I think if, you, if you've ever been on any plane, uh, commercial or I assume all other private planes, I've I mean I've never really. I think I've been on like one ever and uh, they're all always carpeted. That's always there's never. So he had the carpet ripped out and a vinyl floor put in because easier to, to clean cover up, it up. Yeah. Easier to clean up the evidence of the crazy stuff you're doing on the plane. And there's so much there's so many photos of him getting onto his plane with underage girls. Yeah, it's. No I mean, carpet, no stains. It's absolutely just sex trafficking. Yeah. He's an absolute, he's a predator. Um, it's terrible. Yeah. So, okay. So now. I literally feel so ignorant talking about all this. I Ignorant slash scared. Yeah. It's, I think that's why I wanted to do an episode on it because I was like, I knew about it, uh, but I didn't deep dive into it until yeah. really recently. And I'm like, this is, people need to talk about this stuff. Like it's. It, because you also don't want like maybe you know you need to know the signs of if maybe your uh, child is being groomed or something like 100 percent, and it's not the parent's fault but it's it- and relating to what you're saying about you need to hear about this stuff mm-hmm. when I was actually researching all of that stuff you mm-hmm. know to be able to talk about it like less of an ignorant bitch yeah um a lot of these articles are very like spread out kind of in the news yeah like you know Megxit Meghan Markle Harry mm-hmm 
article, one article after the other on the same news website. Mm -hmm. But with this stuff, it's very weird. It's very like I think in between two pop culture funny articles. Mm -hmm. And like, it's just very weird how it's being portrayed in the news. I mean, I guess if you're focused on that, then yeah, your feed will be different. But for me, who's like heavily involved in pop culture news, Mm -hmm. trying to look for this stuff, it was like, even when I was looking into Prince Andrew's stuff, yeah, it was like Meghan and Harry, Meghan and Harry with the Queen, and then Prince Andrew goes out with the Queen post Megxit, and like it wasn't. I had to really go out of my yeah. way to properly read about this because of my current feed that I'm yeah. following, and it's not something that would have just like popped up on yeah. my news feed and that I would have been just made aware of just like that. Yeah. Well, there's Cause a theory I don't have that, cable. I don't have cable. Well, there's a theory that they're using, you know, the dumb stuff that they would attack Meghan Markle for, or she's wearing jeans to the wrong event, like that they were using that as kind of like the royal family allegedly might be using that as a way to kind of deflect from Prince Andrew's scandal. Yeah. So, okay, you're the, you're the expert on all this. So I didn't even watch that BBC interview. So I, now I'm going to feel... So, I'm not an ex. I feel like such a dumbass after hearing you like listening to three different podcasts and saying all this stuff. Like I knew about Epstein and I knew what he had done, mm-hmm. but I'd never like actually researched Trust the topic. Me, I didn't know it either until about two weeks ago. Yeah. So I d- don't feel dumb. But I think don't that- you feel like, I feel like it's kind of my fault for not going out of my way to find out about the real shit that's going on in the world, which like this episode is a great reminder that you should probably go and educate yourself not yeah. you but i mean people listening but, probably but don't beat yourself up it is nice to have an escape of other things too because this stuff gets really heavy like, it um, gives me nightmares to yeah. be honest with you but also um so you should be looking for it but also why doesn't it just come up as like an alert on my phone like i don't understand like this shit needs to be out there not just to call someone out mm-hmm. which he should be but just to let people know that this, this stuff really on. happens and yeah. it's not it's not only to other people like it could mm-hmm. be you as well yeah absolutely and you know when i'm not aware of this shit i go out and you know even when like these random guys like call your name out of a car and they're like yo baby okay like instead of just avoiding and trying to you know stay out of trouble i'd be like fuck you no i think that's okay oftentimes well it's maybe not fuck you but like it's making yourself you're not like oh i'm so scared it's like um i took some self-defense stuff and oh so it's a it's a good way to go about it maybe not fuck you but it's a, i do I'm, fuck you i'm looking you in the eye i'm and i'm making like i'm i'm you're, i'm not i'm defensive naive, you're not i'm not passive I'm, yeah i'm not afraid of you yeah I don't i'm not yeah. but like you know what i mean i don't i don't know how to how to get to my point because this is like oh my gosh but being it, aware of like okay i'll give you an example yeah so I I was technically aware of this stuff, but I also just had a really uh, scary gut instinct. So like two years ago, I was walking, it was like in the middle of the day and I always have my backpack because I take my computer with me so I can go like work at a restaurant or whatever. And middle of the day walking down um, Beverly Boulevard and because of the backpack and I was wearing sneakers and whatever, I might've looked like a, a lot school like, girl. yeah, like a schoolgirl. And uh, I might have, yeah, looked a lot more young and naive. And this van pulled up um, next to me. And there was uh, a, a, two guys in the front seat and then in the back. And they had opened the sliding door, whatever. And two, the, so the two guys in the front seat didn't speak to me. But then there was another guy and a woman in the back seat. And uh, they were Hispanic. And the woman said to me, she, she basically was asking me if I spoke Spanish. Like she was trying to ask me for directions. And then I went, huh? 
And then she went motion for me to come closer. And I was like, oh, fuck no. They're yeah. going to grab me and throw me in this van right now. Like, yeah. you don't need to ask a stranger, a young girl for directions. You yeah. have a phone. You ha- That's actually happened to me twice now, even on just on my street. That's Some so weird scary. dude pulled over and was like, hey, do you know the best burger joint? I was like, no. But Go we're away. in America. They're you, everywhere. Yeah. You have you have a phone. Like, yeah. You don't need me to tell you this. You weirdo. And also there's probably one around the corner. Yeah. But, but it's also, like, oh, but being aware of that. It I think makes that's you aware. I have like, an example of that as well, where like, you know, in my building to go mm-hmm. up the elevator, you need a fob. Mm-hmm. And it was really late at night. I was walking my dog and some guy walks in and is like, oh, can you like, are you going to buzz me up? And uh-huh. I, and, and so, you know, because I had been aware of something similar happening to one of my friends, I was like, no, you do it. And then he couldn't do it. So he had to get out of the elevator. Oh, it's so smart. Yeah. But it like, it makes me nervous that you walk your dog at night. I know I'm such an idiot, but, um, and, and your, also another, dog's ex- so tiny. I know, <laughs> but she, she but good. No, she, so what she does is, I'm very lucky with her because she's so tiny and cute and she will never ever defend me because she will literally die of a heart attack but because <laughs> she's so small yeah but she her bark is so fucking loud that it literally wakes up the oh, entire neighborhood and whenever she sees someone who's drunk or has like a really weird vibe around about, about them mm-hmm. in the dark she will first of all growl and I can do a really good impression of her growl yeah oh wow that is really good and then she will like really 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 bark even uh-huh. if that person is super friendly if it's someone that's kind of drunk or tipsy or like has like awkward vibes yeah she'll tell me in the dark which is really weird because yeah no that's good I, well I think that animals sometimes have a sixth sense about people that they we don't do. have yeah and so you know regardless of what's going on she she will this happened this incident happened when she was a puppy so she didn't even know she was friendly with everyone now she's like a bitch um but what was i gonna say you know i it's like i was told about this story mm-hmm. um back home in switzerland where people think there's no crime but that's a myth like there's a yeah. lot of crime in switzerland and people did this thing where they egg your your front how do you call the 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 glass at the front of your car uh, windshield they they egg your windshield so that you stop and then they come and they ca- take you out of the car and they rape you are you serious yeah oh so my god because i'm now aware of that if anyone ever eggs my car i'm not stopping do you god, know what no. i mean yeah so i this is me trying to relate to this which is like oh my god that's so we're not scary. experts yeah but even no, just we're not. opening the conversation yeah. and talking about it maybe we'll make someone aware yeah i feel like who most, knows. most of my listeners are female and and perhaps they were like us where they didn't really know the ins and outs of how major all this yeah. stuff is i truly didn't know it either i really didn't until recently and like now yeah. i'm like i want my listeners to be aware so yeah yeah or maybe you guys are more informed than us and we're morons i don't know but <laughs> I, I'm happy to be called a moron and to yeah. be co- and to be called ignorant. Mm-hmm. If, it ma- if it makes at least like one person just look up this stuff and totally made more. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'll take the blame. I, yeah. I'm good. Listen, yeah, it, it's not going to hurt my you know, feelings. I need to, I need to know more about this stuff. Podcasters, we have thick skin already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys heard about this company making stylish shoes for women and girls out of recycled plastic water bottles? Oh, and they're also crazy comfortable and fully machine washable. I've been wearing, well, I mean, I have several Rothy's shoes, but I've been wearing my favorite Rothy's sneakers probably since I got them like mm, almost over a year ago. And they look brand new because every time I just want to like freshen them up, I throw them in the wash and they come out perfectly clean. And as you guys know, I like to walk a ton. 
I can walk five miles in these puppies and I feel fantastic. So Rothy's are the perfect everyday shoes for life on the go. They're stylish and comfortable and they go with everything from yoga pants to dresses and skirts. And Rothy's come in an ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns. And they're available in a range of styles like sneakers, loafers, points, and more. And they launch new colors and patterns every few weeks. And they sell out constantly. So I love the camo ones. I also have gray ones. They're all so cute. The playful designs and add fun pops of color and perk to every outfit while still looking polished and professional. And Rothy's, they seamlessly knit using thread made from plastic water bottles. So they're ultra comfortable as soon as you slip them on. That's right. There's zero break-in period in these shoes. And one Yahoo editor recently called them the most comfortable flats they've ever owned. Plus, Rothy's always comes with free shipping and free returns and exchanges. No risk, no rewards, no reason not to try it. And it will blow your mind that they are made, like I said, from repurposed plastic water bottles. In fact, Rothy's has diverted over 35 million water bottles from landfills already. I mean, if that's not reason enough to get these shoes, plus they're absolutely adorable. So check out all the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash be here. Go to rothys.com, that's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash be here, B-E-H-E-R-E, to get your new favorite flats. Comfort, style, and sustainability, these are the shoes you've been waiting for. Head to rothys.com slash be here today. Okay, so now you need to school me on this, what your area of expertise is. So, well, you asked me to, you know, guest on this podcast, which I'm like, first of all, when you approach me for this, I'm down to do whatever you want because I love you and I think you're fucking hilarious and great. But I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm clearly not the right person for this because I am a pop culture person and I will accuse, insult anyone in the pop culture world. And then... When I so, but I'm always open. So I went and yeah, I researched. But I was like, you're British, and also exactly. you're very intelligent. You you do like you you you're worldly too. Like it's not like, well, so I knew you would take it seriously what, too. Exactly. So when I went when I looked this up, mm-hmm. and I realized how it affected the royal family and mm-hmm. how supposedly involved I don't know Prince Andrew is I mean he was his friend yeah I was like actually it makes sense because this is the stuff that people are kind of talking about back home Mm -hmm. which obviously here I'm not super aware of like most people here weren't even aware about this BBC interview so I called my dad Mm -hmm. and what I did is I said dad like what what do you think because I I I didn't have a, a good background enough and I was like what do you think about the Epstein Prince Andrew you know stories in the news and my dad was like, oh my gosh, he, he should have never done this interview. And mm-hmm. I go, what interview? And he was like, go watch the BBC interview. And so that's when I was like, that is why Rachel did this. Yeah. That is why. So I watched the entire BBC interview. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because Andrew has been accused of sexual assault yeah. with some of the women in the network in Epstein's Virginia Roberts specifically. specifically and there is a photo of him you can look it up online it's all he claims, it's everywhere online he claims it's photoshopped but in this girl he did specifically claim it was photoshopped um, he's very his answers are very evasive yeah not evasive but he's not specific yeah he's not very specific which is weird there was a lot of stuttering a lot of mumbling a lot of like there was a lot of stuttering and I know that he's not the most articulate person but in this specific interview what did you tell me when you first came here you said normally the royal family doesn't do interviews like this it's kind of rare for the royal family to go into an interview and talk about sex and things you know they're very private when it comes to that stuff yeah um and you know he was like 
there's no good time. I have, you know, I have to, to have a conversation about this because everyone is talking about it. And I think his goal into his goal in doing this interview was to clear his name and to quotations come clean. Aren't you a little surprised he didn't have like some sort of media training or something beforehand? Like I'm they sure have all he the had, money in the world. I'm sure he had. Uh-huh. I'm sure he had. But you know, there's so many politics that go into the royal family and media training. God knows what they told him. Yeah. Um, I wanted to use this example before we go into it, into this simple as that for us to be able to relate to podcasting Mm -hmm. people think we pick up the mic and we talk shit about stuff yeah do you know like the the editing the sound all the the equipment issues we had before Mm -hmm. how much time it takes to book guests like there's so much more into a a medium no but there's so much more that goes into Mm -hmm. a medium than the general public knows and there's so many aspects about the royal family and the UK press and the very official press that we don't know about. Yeah. So I'm sure he's been media trained. But at the same time, this journalist was repeating her questions very, very clearly mm-hmm. to get very clear answers. And a big part of media training is deviating and like kind of, you know, I, I'm not en- entirely sure how to explain this, but kind of deflect deviate and like well it's kind of like the um back to the bachelor they the girl remember the girl that was uh used to be a pageant girl she mm-hmm. said and i think she was being honest and admitting like when you're a trained uh you know pageant girl you do know how to just like kind of answer the question without answering it and like kind of deflect yeah. and kind of like but even us as podcasters when someone I, i'm very open on podcasts but when someone talks to me about something that i'm not comfortable talking about yeah you know it's very easy for me to not go into detail or to use an example of a friend or use another example that I've read in a book to not actually Mm -hmm. give a very personal insight into that specific situation. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's very hard for him to do that, but I was very, everyone in the UK seemed very shocked by this interview. So the journalist said that he kind of walked out of the interview feeling good about it, feeling like he had... Are you serious? Yes. But then when the interview (gasps) actually came out... Uh-huh. When the interview came out, people called it the car the car crash interview because he he could have li- it was literally a car crash of an interview. So this is the general consensus, kind of amongst the. This is the general consensus that people think he did a terrible job. Mm-hmm. He did not. the 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 general consensus that I got out of this and that everyone got out of this was that he was very unsympathetic and he had a lack of remorse. Mm, There was a huge lack of remorse because, you know, it has been said by, you know, the victims, especially... Virginia Roberts. Especially Virginia. She said there was no way that you could be associated with Epstein and not see what he was doing. Well, the other thing I heard on the Prince and the Pervert podcast is the way like, and I'm sure you can speak to this, so I'm asking you, um, the way... You know, it's different like than like in America where or if you live in L.A., like you can get to like, you know, you mix and mingle at parties amongst like celebrities and people. But like uh, Britain's very proper and in the royal family specifically, like there's so many barriers to entry. Like there's that standards girl, are- that girl would never be at a party with that guy unless something odd was going on. Like she's a teenage girl. First of all, who- to be able to get close to the royal family. Yeah. Like. That's impossible in itself. And she's like a teenage girl. She did not have money. You can tell from the photo. She's like, she's wearing like, you know, it's not meant to be. She's wearing a tank top and jeans. Yeah, like a a cheap outfit. If I was meeting a prince, I would be wearing a full blown outfit. Yeah. Like 
but I, I, we're well, not, we're not t- well, I mean, an old man prince. Maybe she was just like, I don't even really care. No, but you want to present yourself yeah. in a certain way because yeah. you're like, wow, shit, I'm meeting a prince. Yeah, you know totally. what I mean. But then he says this photo may have been like he didn't specific. This is what I wanted to get into. Yeah, he wasn't very specific about any of the details that he was sharing. Mm-hmm. The journalists say that he did. She appreciated that he didn't refuse to answer any questions. Mm-hmm. You know, he went into it and he answered all the questions. Did he answer them in the most specific, explicit way? Mm-hmm. I personally didn't believe so. So I have a couple notes. She was asking him about his stay at the New York mansion. Uh-huh. Um, so this was after all the allegations against Epstein. So he stayed in that house for four days and this is after all the stories started to come out. I know there was a couple different times, mm-hmm. but this was when it was like, could not be, it could not be denied mm-hmm. type of thing. May I ask one quick question? Yeah. Is this the same time where that photo was snapped of them in Central Park? That's exactly okay. that time. So that was 2001. So they thought they'd just go for a walk, even though so he was... So this is the thing about this interview. The the interviewer, you know, she was, she was, she was very good. She, she was, in my opinion, she was good. So she asked him, why would you stay in his house for four days after knowing all these things about him and when he was clearly classified sex offender? Mm -hmm. He said that because Epstein was his dear friend, Mm -hmm. that he wanted to go there and speak to him in person and tell him, I can no longer be friends with you because... I can know basically in other words that wouldn't those are not his words I cannot be associated with you anymore. So he also said it was his dear friend. So He didn't say it was his dear friend. This uh-huh. is th- those are my words. Yeah. I did not quote him. I did not write down quotes about but anything. Because they were had enough of a friendship. He felt like he needed to tell yeah. him in person. He also denied that they had a close friendship. He said I was close with his girlfriend and that is the only reason why I was associated with him because I had a close relationship with his girlfriend. He Gillian, was like who is British. Yes. He was saying I was not close friends with him. So he denied being close friends with him. But he did say, because I'm honorable and perhaps tendency to be too honorable, I wanted to tell him to his face that it was no longer appropriate for me to be associated slash friends with him or involved with him or whatever. And that conversation supposedly happened in the park, in Central Park. Mm -hmm. And so she questioned him about this and she was like, well why would you stay in his house for four days if you wanted to basically cut the cord? And he was like, well, because it was convenient. I had other stuff to do there. And, you know, to be able to catch him because he's a very busy man and there's people coming in and out of that house. Um, it was the best way to be able to catch him. Also, my thought, my personal wow. thoughts are with such powerful men that have multiple, a multitude of secrets about so many things mm-hmm. besides those c- clearly disgusting things that he's done um talking about epstein because i whether or not prince andrew is guilty i cannot say yeah don't you think that they would have those kinds of conversation behind closed doors like this is not a conversation that you have in a park when you are a heavily followed person a public person that no matter where you go someone's gonna snap you someone's gonna see you uh on purpose that they did it out in public or I can't say. Yeah. Uh, there's many different um, theories about uh-huh. what, like maybe they did. It, I, I can't say. I don't have an opinion because I don't know enough. Yeah. But I doubt, you know, even me and my friends, when you meet to catch up with a friend, you go for coffee. When you're going to talk about some serious shit, mm-hmm. you 
you go to someone's house. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You go into their room. You speak in their living room. Yeah. That's, that's how I do things. Yeah. And also, if you're honorable, perhaps too honorable, why would you cater to this person to go tell him to his face? Yeah. Write him a letter. He's, he's a busy man. I was trying to catch him. Why I was are you trying catering to catch him? To, if, you, if you don't believe in what this man is doing, you think that he's a bad person now. Yeah. Why would you then cater to him? Write him a letter. If yeah. you want to be honorable yeah. and you want to say something, write him a letter. But, you know, the fact that he went all this way. I mean, I know he said he was doing other stuff there, but it seemed like... Dude, get a hotel room. You have so much money. What well, that's the thing. He about? can stay anywhere, where, yeah. anywhere he wants. And he was like, it was just convenient. I've stayed, And he stayed in a bunch of his houses and islands and things before, he mm-hmm. said. And he stayed with him a couple of times. Like, I have credit card debt. Mm-hmm. I will openly say. Yeah. And I Same. will still not stay with a friend if I'm going to visit someone. Couldn't I'll stay in a hotel room. More. I mean, maybe that is like a gigantic place, but like, but still. No, but... I wouldn't stay with a registered sex offender. I mean, if they were... No, but he he says he didn't know. He says he didn't know. So cool for him if he didn't know. But I'm saying... No, but he knew at that point. As a person in credit card debt. Yeah. If someone says, come the weekend in New York, unless it's like a sibling of mine. Yeah. There's no way in hell I'm staying in anyone's house unless I like am related to them or my boyfriend it's uncomfortable it's like you don't want to impose and it's It's weird and you have all your stuff with you and then my fucked up head was like well maybe that's how things are done with really powerful people you know they have all their stuff so maybe all their stuff can stay there i don't know that but i have a fucked up brain yeah and then i was like no no but he went no he but he already he knew he was a registered sex offender a pedophile and traveled there to tell him he couldn't be his friend and then stayed with him for four days. And then he was like, it was a bad call. It was a bad choice. That that was my mistake. And he did say that in okay. the in the interview. No shit, dude. Um, <laughs> so that was one of the things that really shocked me about this. Also, you know, he was kind of like, I'm too honorable. I wanted to go and tell him. And then also the, the part that seemed to have shocked everyone in the interview was that he said... He used the word unbecoming to describe Epstein. And then the interviewer kind of like, that was the one time where she was like, unbecoming. She was like, he was a sex offender. And he was like, yeah, yeah, sorry. That was just me trying to be polite. But unbecoming, may I say one quick thing? The psychological harm that this has on, there's some of these victims that are not even alive anymore. So that's what I was getting at. That's what I was getting at. So he was trying to be polite oh by gosh. calling him unbecoming. But it, in my opinion, there was no empathy towards the victims. Wow. So he's being, you know, very careful with what he's saying about Epstein. But then he's he's not said a word about how horrible the victims might must yeah. feel. How, you know, if he had known, he would have never like... Do you know what wow. I mean? He doesn't. So I need to watch this interview. So he doesn't say anything like that. I, I not that I remember. Wow. No, no, he doesn't. Wow. And that that's one of the things that most people were shocked by in this interview. Wow. That he was even to quotations polite to call him a sex offender and a, and a gross human being. And then the interviewer asked him, do you regret your friendship a couple of things that stood out to me from this interview. She asked him, do you feel guilty about your friendship with him knowing all those things? And he didn't say yes, which is why he was seen as very. So what did he say? He just said, he said, 
He just dodged it? N- no, he said, I don't feel guilty because of all the connections and the opportunities that, you know, his he brought to me. And basically saying that Epstein brought him so many opportunities and things. He is the royal family. Oh. That guy can get to anyone and anything. He does not need Epstein. This is such a train wreck interview. Oh, my it God. It was horrifying. Car crash. Car crash. And so... He doesn't need it. Why? He doesn't need him, in my opinion. Of course he does not need him. Of course he does not need him. And so he didn't say no. He didn't say yes. I feel extremely guilty. Had I known, I would have completely just cut the cord and just told him how horrible of a human he was. Which, by the way, regardless of being a prince or, you know, a very powerful man, if my friend does something wrong... Mm -hmm. It's her choice if she wants to do something wrong. But I'll definitely say, I think you're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And if my friend did something as horrible as ruining people's lives, Mm -hmm. I I would be polite, but I would say, I'm very sorry. I cannot be friends with someone who has it in her to do something like that. Yeah. And I think our friendship ends there. I'm not even sure I would say anything. I would probably just never speak to the person again. Okay, but if you were the kind of person who wanted to just take the bull by the horn. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. how, this is the way that I would see it being approached. Actually, maybe I would want to say something because I would want to be like, I don't know how I ever didn't recognize you've it. You've told me you you've been in situations yeah. where people have done things and you were like, I don't agree with this. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you can change their perspective and their behavior, but you make it known that you disagree with but their behavior. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think I'd want to shame them. I don't think I'd be polite. I think I might be like, you, you are deceitful. Like, I can't believe you, you hid in plain sight. You, I mean, yeah. But see, he was uh, he was incapable of even saying that wow. in the interview, yeah. which was very shocking to me. And then he goes into the whole like the picture and, you know, did he know? I keep forgetting her name. Virginia Roberts. Did he know Virginia Roberts? And he was like, no, I don't know her. And he was, you know, providing all these reasons and excuses why it was very unlikely that he would have been taken a, p- a picture of where where was that dumb thing because you've been you've you've been to that club before i heard that small tramp. clip you showed me where he was like well, i don't even know where the bar is well like, tramp is a very small club i mean it's been renovated a couple of times i had my 21st birthday there claim mm-hmm. to fame i'm a princess diana <laughs> I'm joking but um tramp is a very small club yeah. and unless you're like in the room where there's like a bunch of like i mean it's a small club you, the, you know where the bar is and it's not a club, club where you have to like look for the bar because it's in a different room there's a bar in the main club and then there's a bar in the sat down restaurant place which i believe that's where they would be i don't think they would be where the clubby tables yeah. are because he is a pr- I, I, this is me assuming why was but, he just acting like he didn't even know where the bar was was he because well, he was saying he's never been there before he, no because this is a place where the royal family would go and party but i think he was saying i don't party like i don't drink i don't know where the bar is I find it hard to believe because you don't even, she said that he bought her a drink at the bar, but it's the kind of club where even if you're not at the bar, you can ask the waiter, can you bring me this wherever you're at? Because I'm sure he wasn't at that club without a table because he is the royal family. I'm sure he wasn't just there like bar hopping. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it just... You know, as a former clubber, I just the the way that he explains it just seems weird to me. Well, he also doesn't sweat. Can you get into that part? Because that was like 
Yeah, so I was, th- so she, I've only seen maybe two minutes that she wanted to show me like I a just small wanted, clip. Yeah, the I sweating want- thing shocked me. Yeah, the sweating thing where she was like, you know, the victim said that you were profusely sweating, and he, like was, he was like, like dancing on her awkwardly and profusely sweating, and she was super uncomfortable or whatever. Yeah, while they were together, I don't, I'm not entirely sure when she said he was profusely sweating, but she gave those details. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, at that time I was incapable of sweating. My body wouldn't let me because of basically PTSD. Like, yeah, I when was, he was, when he was almost, when he was shot at in the, in his time in the Navy, whatever. In the Navy. Yeah. yeah. And, and he was like, he's like, I'm getting better. Like I'm kind of getting to the point now where I can sweat, but like back then I couldn't sweat at all. What are you talking about? It just seems <laughs> like an excuse because it's, it's like, what a coincidence. Yeah. It just makes you think. What a coincidence that you spent all this time with Epstein. You had no idea what was going on. You're accused of raping this girl, but you couldn't sweat. Um, you're, you've been seen in a photo with her, but, you know, it's very unlikely that a photo of you would have been taken in this outfit with this person and your hand around their waist. He was like, it was a hand. I don't know if it was my hand. I... It, it, I do you know what I mean? It's also really surprising to me that during that time, unless they were just like, all these people were like, oh, we're so powerful, we're never going to get caught, that you would allow a photo to be taken. You're the royal family. If someone snapped a photo like that, I would, you would be like, give me that camera. We are destroying it. Well, so he did say that, you know, because he is a member of the royal family, yeah. it's very rare for him to be taken a photo of in the outfit that he was wearing because he said it was kind of his travel outfit and not a like okay. <laughs> his travel is, outfit. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, no, I, I just remember. think it's so funny. He spoke about the outfits. Yeah. And so obviously he's been media trained. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously he's been media trained, but there comes a point when you can't tiptoe around the elephant in the room. Yeah. And the elephant in the room is there are so many things that align that make you look like you either knew or I'm, I can't say that he's guilty, but it just, it was a car crash interview. I yeah. don't know how else, to, how else to say it. And then another thing that stood out to me is when she asked him, would you testify? When you, if you asked to testify, would you say the exact same things that you just told me that you don't know who she is, you've never met her before, and you had no idea what was going on in the multiple mentions of uh-huh. Epstein. And she said, we'd testify under oath. Right? Under oath. Mm-hmm. Testify. I, 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 I don't yeah. think she said under oath, but yeah. it's kind of implied. Kind of, yeah, totally. And he didn't say 100% I would. If you were convinced that you were telling the truth, if someone, if someone said you swear on your life, would you swear on under oath? You would say 100% I would. Yeah. And he said, well, something along the lines of, if I testified, it would have to be advised by my people who work for me and it would have to be done under the right conditions. But if it was done, you know, if it was advised for me to do so or if it was told for me to do so or something along Which the lines. It just shows how that, that this is how the powerful people get away with doing whatever they want because normal rules don't apply. It just, it's, he obviously went into this inter- interview with the intention of clearing his name, but it just makes us want to find out more. Instead yeah. of just, you know, so many interviews of people that come clean, mm-hmm. it just kind of makes you think, oh, well, I see his side and mm-hmm. it kind of seals the deal for you somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see, I, I don't have an example at the top of my head, but yeah. 
you know, where, where they're like, yes, I did this thing. I'm s- sorry. I mean, no, but if you he, haven't done it, you know, they give you evidence that makes you think, oh, well, that couldn't have happened. And, yeah. it, and it gives you closure. Yeah. But all the evidence that he and the excuses that he shared makes you want to look into it more yeah. because it does not provide real closure. Yeah. Is no, closure I, the I right word? Yeah, the, I, word? yeah, I see what you're saying. Like it was, he did the exact opposite of what he was attending to, intending to do. Yes. Without realizing that that's what I he think was that doing. interview was very counterproductive in trying to make him come um, clearing his name. Yeah, I agree. So, you know, the general opinion about this interview is that it was a, a really bad interview for him and he had to resign mm-hmm. from his duties as prince. So how soon after that interview did he end up resigning? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't see. I don't didn't know any of this stuff. And, uh, I, and I relied and on you to so, do this half and then, of the research. And then, and then and so, no, so I don't know when he had to resign. I think it was clearly after this interview or yeah. after this, all these stories coming out. But this is, what I, this is what my thought process was. I read about this and I watched this interview and I was like, how have I not seen this? Mm-hmm. How has this not been a suggested story, a suggested yeah. video on my YouTube? How has not this come up on one of my IGTV Instagram explore page? Yep. And so I go onto YouTube and I type his name and all I see, no, I go onto news mm-hmm. and I type his name and all I see is Meghan Markle, Harry Megxit, Meghan Markle, Harry Megxit. And his name reacts to Meghan Markle, Megxit or something like uh, always mm-hmm. related to Harry and Meghan. And then I'm starting to think I'm such a motherfucker because I research so much pop culture that now internet won't even make me see the you know the more important stuff or they or that's a purpose or i'm like shit is all is is it is this system it, no, that it, corrupted well that here, it is let me ma- give you an example sorry i didn't mean to interrupt let no. me let me tell you that i think that is possible so in the uh, real crime profile one they were talking about they just did kind of like a sidebar on harvey weinstein and this woman who um pitched herself to basically be like his crisis um when all when he when all of his stuff came out it was like okay I'll, I'll handle your crisis management like here's what you need to do and she was like I can and so she, there's an an email that she sent to him that someone got a hold of and they read it out loud on this podcast and one of the things she said was um I can hook you up with this agency that will uh, make sure all your um uh, philanthropy and good stuff comes up and then uh the other stuff gets buried so like when you google your yeah. name there's and, yeah. and i've heard of like you know high school girls that have had porn videos sex photos put out there and then you hire an internet expert and then mm-hmm. they kind of make sure that with the same keywords other shit comes up first in your in your search algorithm mm-hmm. in you your think- in your seo in your uh, yeah. uh, search optimization or whatever yeah so i don't i i can't i don't want to like point the finger and say that's what happened because it's such a sensitive topic and it's really not my place yeah. to critique on that but i was for such a fucked up thing that is in the news i did struggle to find the right article that i was looking for yeah. whereas i look at Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt holding hands at whatever fucking Hollywood party. And yeah. I see 3000 articles yeah. show up first in my Google search. I don't know. So I was like, either I've completely fucked up my Google search by being too obsessed with pop culture. Yeah. Or something is being done so that, you know, 
not everyone can have direct access to the story if they're looking for it. Yeah. I, 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 so I don't want to seem like I'm accusing anyone because no, I'm not. No, but I don't think that, I don't honestly don't think it sounds like you are. I think that that's just, that's a possibility, you know? Even trying to look for the, the right articles because I wanted to read what the general consensus was on the, 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 the interview. Mm-hmm. And then I kept finding the queen gets, comes out with Megan, um, the queen won't be celebrating Prince Andrew's 60th birthday by having a huge party. Yeah. And I, I really struggled to find exactly what I was looking for. Yeah, I believe it. Um, we have to wrap it up in a second. I wanted to ask you one last question, what your opinion is on, um, do you think it's possible that this might be part of the reason why the royal family is being kind of torn apart with uh, Meghan and uh, Harry leaving and possible that they maybe think that they were used as a deflection. We'll never know and we'll never be able to yeah, say. Yeah, we'll never know. There's so much more that goes into anything royal that, you know, we won't. I don't yeah. know myself. Yeah. But um, I did read that obviously I think the royal family is Prince Charles fired his brother. Mm-hmm. And obviously I think they want to save the country money by kind of firing all these people from their royal duties. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's costing people money, yeah. You know, with taxes and things, yeah. For for the royal family to be doing their philanthropy and like doing yeah. whatever it is they're doing for the country, yeah. Super ignorant here, yeah. But so yeah, it's saving the royal family money. It's saving the people money. But I, 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 I'm in America. Yeah. I go on all the American news websites, mm-hmm. and Meghan Markle is American. She's going to be more covered than. I believe. Yeah. An, an English prince. Yeah. Because people are fascinated by her in America and they really, you know, I did see this interview that Harry said there was no other way around me and Meghan doing what we did. Okay. He, he there was an interview, um, he spoke out in public mm-hmm. at this event. Um, I think, I think, yeah, I think you're right. We may never know. We will never know. It's not my place to say, I hate being politically correct because I feel like I'm not, providing value but I'm not the right person to provide value on this topic because I have none mm-hmm. um or I th- like I think it's okay that we can say possibly possibly it was used as a deflection for a while or or but I think I think everything is there's so much more to the story that we'll never know like you said like it's 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 just it's people speculating trying to figure so out so many yeah. unanswered questions yeah. after this interview and i kept looking for more and i kept seeing megxit megxit yeah. megxit so <laughs> yeah. you know is it convenient that this happened at the same time most certainly yeah because it didn't just come to me on yeah. my home screen yeah totally um well i don't want to make you late for your appointment no i don't care uh, I've, I've texted them already but 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 thank you but yeah so we'll never know yeah unanswered questions if it can help anyone, if it makes anyone want to look into it more, yeah. please do so. And we're gonna um, we're gonna in the show notes. I'm gonna put some um, some resources for anyone that um, you know this uh, subject might uh, they might need help. If you if you or anyone you know is maybe being sexually abused, there are resources and help out there. And I um, I don't know. I hope you guys got something out of this. And more uh, of the story. Speak up. Yeah. And I know always it's really try to scary. educate yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for doing this. Uh, just give your social media handles. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, I don't really talk about this stuff, but if you guys want actual critiques about pop culture, you can find me on the You Can't Sit With Me podcast. It's on all podcasting platforms. My Instagram at Deanna S. Spear. 
Um, yeah, thanks so much, Rachel. I love, the, I love this. Okay, good. I'm glad. Thank you for doing it. Victims Refuse Silence is a platform for people who are stuck in that situation that I was in. You know, when we were putting together uh, Victims Refuse Silence, I was thinking, what did I need to get out? You know, when I was in, who could I have turned to? I didn't have anyone in my life to talk to about it. A place for people, men, women, children, if you're being trafficked, go to victimsrefusesilence.org and you will see in every single state, and I've vetted in myself, that there are, there are places for you, safe houses for you to go to. There are organizations that will help put you on your feet, put food in your belly, a roof over your head. There are police officers there that will take care of you. There's lawyers in that area. I've put everything that I thought I needed back then in that website. Being a mother, being a wife, being a daughter, I feel like it's my responsibility. I think it's everyone's responsibility in the world to not let our children grow up in an era where sex trafficking is the most profitable industry in the world.